You are listening to the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Doc Doc Goose Podcast. We are the podcast that is never politically correct and always HIPAA compliant. My name is Sean Palmer. I'm one of your docs. This is Ben Imes. He is your other doc. Still a physician and excited about today's health articles. And our goose, Matt Imes. Maybe a doc someday, but not yet. Ooh, more to come on that, folks. It could turn into doc, doc, doc pretty soon here. <laughs> Whoa. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the odds are slim, but... Yeah, there's a possibility. Yeah. Good for you. I'm Good. proud of you. Good. I'm sure your parents are proud too. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> they were just telling me the other day they are not proud of him. <laughs> that sounds like a family therapy session that needs to happen. Ben! We need a disclaimer because this is going downhill fast. Quick. Uh, hey, thanks thanks so much for listening to us. Thanks for making a good decision and choosing the Doc Doc Goose podcast for your educational needs. Remember that by listening to this podcast, we're not establishing a patient-physician relationship with you. We're not establishing a physical therapist-patient relationship with you or an architect-slash-client relationship with you. Um, we're just trying to provide some education and maybe make you laugh on the way. Uh, also, the views expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those views of our uh, employers. We have a very special request to make of our listeners. Our ratings suck. No, not true. We're five stars across the board. We just don't have as many as we'd like, which, you know, that's what every podcast fights, right? What every business fights. We want more ratings. So we're gonna, just going to come out and ask you for it. Next time you're at a safe spot, like if you're driving, don't pull out your phone right now and do it. Maybe wait till a stoplight or maybe you park somewhere. Maybe you're already in the app where you're listening and that's where we need that rating. So go ahead and pull it up there for us. Give us that five-star review. Maybe leave a funny little quip like some people have so far and go on with your day. We really appreciate it. We appreciate knowing who's listening to us. That's all. Also if you are one of my residents or students and you happen to be listening to this podcast and you rate us and you give me proof that you've rated us and it's a good rating let's let's clarify that um if, I'll, I'll make it worth it for you we're not incentivizing ratings five stars but uh we might be ben has you who's in his refrigerator at work i do lots of them <laughs> And there's a lot of Little Caesars pizza that he can order. Um, if you got a bad review for us, just go listen to another podcast and don't worry about leaving that rating. Would you would you mail that to us? <laughs> draw draw yourself, draw one star, and then mail it to our uh, mailbox. You can find that on our website. Right at the bottom, it says one two three four fake address road. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly it. You think we're joking? Go to our website and look. <laughs> I, you know what would be nice is if we had some sponsors so that we could actually get a real address. And lucky for us, we do. Go check out our sponsors, Groove Life. You can see them at groovelife.com. They make some of the best silicone wedding rings on the market, as well as silicone bands for your smart watches. Use our coupon code DDG20. That's DDG20 
at checkout for 20% off your order. Our other sponsor is Rad. You can check them out at radroller.com. Use coupon code DDG15. That's DDG15 for 15% off your order of all of their self-myofascial release tools, which means foam rollers, trigger point balls, all that fun stuff. Go check them out. Also, we're currently giving away a trigger point release kit worth $65 from Rad. You can go enter to win at our website at www.ddgpodcast.com rad or watch our social media for more ways to enter. But hurry, contest ends March 1st. And in case you're listening to this much, much, much in the future, that's March 1st, 2020. Uh, all of you will be listening to this in the future because we don't do live shows because too many edits are required to make us sound as good as we sound. <laughs> yep. And we still sound like hey, this is this is not a lot of edits. Right? <laughs> this is us, folks. This is us. Well, today's an odd numbered episode, which means we are doing health articles. Let's not delay. Ben. I am so excited for this uh article. Uh this is an article that comes from the Journal of Science Advances. Um, this is fantastic. This is going to change things maybe one day. Um, it's called Acupuncture Attenuates Alcohol Dependence Through Activation of Endorphinergic Input to the Nucleus Accumbens from the Arcuate Nucleus. Uh, I'm going to sit out this one. <laughs> and John can talk. Hold on. I, I, let me sum this up for you real quick. A rat study finds that acupuncture can treat alcohol addiction in rats. Back in. So, yeah. we have, so we have alcoholic rats running around? So, I mean, this is why this is a great study. What they did was they got a bunch of rats addicted to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Stop uh, the article. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's just talk about that. Right. Um, uh, you know, disclaimer. Alcoholism, very serious thing. Uh, no joke. Uh, if you're suffering from alcoholism, there are lots of uh, resources available to you. Um, but let me tell you about something that's really cool coming down the line for you because this is exciting. Uh, so they got a bunch of uh, rats to become alcoholics. Very exciting. What they did was they they took half of the rats that they were looking at. They fed them alcohol. Actually, they took all the rats. They got them all hooked on alcohol for 16 days. They just gave them as much alcohol as they wanted. Um, and uh, and then they took half of them and they said, hey, we're not going to give you any more alcohol. Uh, and uh, so they waited about two hours, which is enough time for these rats to start going through withdrawal symptoms. So they started getting little rat tremors, little rat anxiety. Um, a little. They, they didn't go long enough for them to get little rat seizures, but uh, um, pretty exciting. And then half of them, they gave them acupuncture where they put a tiny needle in the rat wrist, uh, a position that is apparently called the Shin Men or the Heart 7 or the HT7 by those who practice acupuncture. And they found that the ones who got the acupuncture were less likely to actually experience symptoms. And they didn't require as much alcohol later. Like if, if they were given a chance later, they didn't want as much alcohol um, as the ones who just got to go through withdrawal and then were like, okay, give me alcohol. And they were like, give me all the alcohol. So 
kind of exciting stuff. Wow. Um, they haven't translated this over to humans yet, but some exciting stuff that maybe we don't have to uh, uh, give you a whole bunch of drugs to treat your alcoholism. We can uh, use acupuncture, tiny little needles put in your wrist. Pretty wild. Right? Right. Who knew that stabbing yourself in the wrist could treat your alcoholism? Huh. Just just one one uh, 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 one needle. The in rats wrist. have tiny little wrists. The, that person is a professional that did that. I, I mean, I, I imagine like I'm trying to picture a rat wrist and getting a needle right into the right spot in a rat wrist. And how do you get them to like hold still? I imagine there's a position in that research lab called the rat restrainer. Um, and their job is to restrain the rat so it holds still long enough that you can needle its wrist. Hmm. That is interesting. Mm -hmm. so strange. Do we know when human studies are coming for this? Because that's not something that like has to pass many tests to go toward human you know, testing because it's not going to hurt you. Well, here's, here's here's the unfortunate thing is this has been tried before in humans. Um, Did it work? No, no. So uh, we're we're not entirely sure why it works in the rats and not in the humans. Um, but but we're hoping that we can figure out if we can figure out why it works in the rats, that maybe we can kind of translate that over to make better human studies. But uh, um, but for now. All we've done is successfully figure out how to cure alcohol addiction in rats. That we caused in the first place. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe not the best study ever. It's got, it, it's got potential. I like where it we're does. headed. Sam. I like where we're headed. It's got potential, right? You know, I think that, I think that's a good thing. I'll give you another study. <laughs> cool. I I like that study a lot. I'm just I'm confused so much. I, I there's a lot to be confused about. Um, this one here, I think. Hey, hey, Matt. Hashtag life. Hashtag yes, life. There's a lot to Matt, be confused about. I have a question for you. I have no idea what the answer could possibly be. Of course. Hey, did your did anybody you know ever use mouthwash? Mouthwash. Anyone? Mouthwash. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. Um, what they found in this study uh, in the Journal of Free Radical Biology and Medicine is that mouthwash may uh, cancel out some of the benefits from exercise. What? Yeah. Like which ones? I'm intrigued. So the study found that, uh, that getting a little bit of mouthwash that you whirl around in there a little bit uh, can prevent exercise from lowering your blood pressure as much as it normally will. Huh. Is that interesting or what? I, I'm just, uh, they don't have a really good pathway. The, the authors of this article um, in the, the journal uh, kind of say, we don't exactly know why we've got some ideas, but uh, in, the, in the, the patients in this study, the benefit after um, two hours of exercise was almost completely gone in the ones who had used mouthwash before exercise and the ones who hadn't used mouthwash were still having benefits after two hours. They're just talking about blood pressure. Any other it, benefits? Just blood pressure. Yep. Just blood pressure. Huh? Has, has there ever been a study that shows that mouthwash increases blood pressure 
like not not having exercise at all Ooh, um i don't know that's a good question that's a good question and I why know. why did I, i'm just trying to figure out why they thought to do this you know i think also i don't know that um <laughs> right yeah like like why who who was like okay what sort of rituals do humans do that then we can translate into how does it affect their exercise right um i don't know i don't know somebody much smarter than me thought of this you researchers i know well done you people wow um so you know i'm not saying don't mouthwash but i am saying don't mouthwash <laughs> hmm. let's let's take a, a poll of, of the, the cast here who uses mouthwash at night i see no hands we are all safe Shoot. we are all mouthwash free or dirty mouthed mouth dirty mouthed i mean all i've heard in the past about mouthwash is that really it's it's a sham anyway that doesn't actually do anything besides give you the sensation of making your mouth feel like it's cleaner or give you better breath is that true right i i think i think there's no proven benefits to mouthwash so uh now we've got proven harm or at least correlated harm maybe not causated watch your back mouthwash watch your back Science. we're on I mean, to you science is on to you <laughs> science knows best well thanks ben yeah that's pretty good I, two helpful articles first don't get your rats addicted to alcohol but if you do you can poke a needle into them second uh just don't use mouthwash hey quick question on the first article yeah so with the rats is alcohol um bad for rats as in can they process alcohol uh I, i'm just trying to think of like the correlation with dogs because i know dogs don't process alcohol very well um, you so, know i i i've never fed any of the rats that i've never owned um alcohol before um So I don't know the exact uh, effect overall, but I do know that they can get addicted to it. You know, that really surprises me that you've never fed a rat alcohol before. A rat that I've never owned alcohol. <laughs> so you've you've either not fed a rat alcohol or you have fed a rat alcohol, but you didn't own it. Right. And we are going to leave that mystery up in the air for right now. <laughs> I think you're talking about a street rat. <laughs> I don't buy that. <laughs> you'll you'll have to look closer. Okay. Well, oh man. man. Uh, Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. Well, this must be a two for kind of day because I got two articles as well. The first oh one. Gosh. The first one. Hey, now, hey, settle down. The first one is more of a public service announcement, really. Um, that came from a very tragic accident. Um, Wait, are you going to announce that syphilis is on the rise <laughs> in Arizona? Because that is also happening. In Sun City. <laughs> well, actually, all of Arizona, we are beating the national trends right now in syphilis cases. Congratulations, so. Arizona. Congratulations. You be careful out there. Known for something. We, we, well, we have Tempe to thank for that one. Thank you, ASU. Nice work. <laughs> <laughs> Freshman, you learn more than geometry in your first year. Mm. 
I blame Graham Gamion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm not going to jump on that train. The Sithless train or the ragging on Grand Canyon, either one of those. <laughs> um, so in healthcare, there are possible drawbacks to any treatment. It can be the most harmless of treatments and things can go wrong, right? Right. Um, well, the uh, title of this uh, article is Actress horribly burned in fire cupping session gone wrong, report says. So I do fire cupping as part of my physical therapy treatment at times. Um, yes, I do the old traditional Chinese fire cupping way um, once in a while. And I've probably done, I've done at least a thousand by now in my career. And I have never set anyone on fire. Um, this Chinese actress though, did not go to someone like myself that has an impeccable record. Apparently, uh, her name is Deng Sha. She is a, uh, apparently a well-known Chinese actress and she went to have a fire cupping session. Don't know who with, and my goodness got horribly, horribly burned. Let me see. So I'm showing these guys a picture. This is her skin afterwards. What no, part? No. It doesn't tell what body part it is. Uh, Seriously. Oh. And then like, this is oh. like fully healed and scarred afterwards. Oh, poor lady. Oh, it's just tragic. Use now, a professional. Use a professional. Now, or you use someone that, that um, understands a very, very simple concept. That concept. Don't use gasoline with uh, your fire. So... This seems just like a, a benign article of, of a sad story until you get down to the last page where there is a beautiful little nugget as to how this happened. I like nuggets. Yeah. This sentence says, somehow the rubbing alcohol on her skin caught fire. Somehow, this is not a mystery. That's what rubbing alcohol does with fire. It catches it. Um, so really so. now we're putting together what happened. This poor girl got cleaned off with rubbing alcohol and the person decided to not let that dry before going ahead and trying to light a fire close to her skin. Well done. Is that standard of care? Do you clean your patients off with rubbing alcohol before you fire cup them? No, 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 no. not with this. It, 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 they usually have, um, have like a cocoa butter or something on anyway. Like, so it doesn't matter if I, alcohol their skin off they got cocoa butter lathered on it right. um do you wash them usually sometimes it, it depends yeah. on, on kind of what i expect from it from from the treatment um mm -hmm. it, <laughs> listening to this it took me back to um a story from when i was an intern with the milwaukee brewers we had a um now now this guy's an all-star in the major leagues but um at that at that point he was just a minor leaguer and the minor league athletic trainer for that team um, was doing a very simple treatment one day. So the the, the player, uh, his toenail got, got crunched and it was filling up with blood underneath and they had to relieve the pressure. So one way you can do this is you have this, this it looks like an EpiPen basically, but it generates heat. It has a hot tip to it. So you can lance the, the, uh, the nail. And uh, you know, you're gonna open up a cut or something in the skin or whatever for the person 
then you need to alcohol that off. You need to clean it thoroughly. So athletic trainer was being a good athletic trainer and was cleaning off the toe before doing this procedure. And he didn't let the rubbing alcohol dry. So he brought this, this, uh, this basically fire pen or the pen with the red hot tip to it and up and up in flames the toe went now, he, he put it out immediately so, so there wasn't any like he did the player didn't get hurt but it was hilarious um moral of the yeah, story not, not for the player that's scary <laughs> moral of the story rubbing alcohol does catch fire so maybe let it dry for a couple seconds before introducing fire to it um uh, wow I, I just i can't even i i don't even think i can I can think of a reason why you would put rubbing alcohol on a person first before you did the fire cuffing. At least to not make sure it, it dries. Like two more seconds, it's dry. We're done. But, but this is this no is story. a non-invasive procedure, right? You're not breaking the skin at all. So there's absolutely right. no reason to put any any sort of alcohol or anything on the patient. Right. Wow. Wow. They learned the hard way. Um cool. all right. That was a public service announcement. The real article. Get ready. Virtual reality used to relax cows into producing more milk. <laughs> no, no, uh-uh. Hey, you can't just make up words and put them all together and then call that your article. <laughs> this is, oh, this is like, boy. What are, what are the buzzwords we can, we can throw on here? Let's throw some virtual And they reality. got all of them. And you know what? I heard this on my my morning uh, update with Alexa one morning, and I said, I have got to go look this up. This is awesome. So cows in Moscow, it's cold, it's dreary, it's miserable there in Moscow in the winter. And the uh, Moscow's Ministry of Agriculture and Food decided they needed a way for these cows to be happier and produce more milk because uh, oxytocin which is a good chemical in the body gets released, helps with milk production and letting down the milk that's across everybody. That's not just cows. That's humans also. Um, but for cows, they had to figure out in these dreary winters, how to get better milk production out of them. And somebody figured it out. They got these big VR virtual reality headsets that were adapted to their large bovine heads, put it on them in the middle of this winter, and they showed a warm, beautiful color scheme. So the, the cattle would think that they're actually in a nicer place than Moscow. This might, this might translate to all of Russia. <laughs> I mean, we might give all Russians uh, virtual reality. Really? This place looks miserable at times. And it, I guess it worked. Well, I guess the study is working. They're still in, in the middle of it. Um, <laughs> They're they're in so, the middle of doing a study to prove that it worked. So these cows still have the VR headsets on. Yep, there's cows in the middle of a snowy winter with virtual reality headsets on, walking around. Uh, uh -huh. um, I'd like to read an excerpt of this. So, right, we're we we don't do animal health. We're not a veterinary podcast, so I'm not just going to tell you this story um, and leave it there because they do weave this back into humans. So let's read a little excerpt of this, and then I want to get your guys' reaction. In research published last year in the Journal of Happiness Studies, it was found that people are more likely to watch TV when they are unhappy. 
The researchers also found that, quote, being older, female, single, unemployed, as well as having lower income and poorer health predicted longer durations of TV watching. Don't kill the messenger. That was in the article. That was quoted in another uh, publication. I didn't come up with that for who watches more TV. That's what they say. In other words, existing media such as TV and video games are already used to compensate for dissatisfaction with our lives and living conditions, much like the cows. They also seem to make it less likely that we'll actually do something constructive to change our situations for the better, as shown by a paper published in 2017. Written by researchers at Princeton University and the University of Chicago, this study found that video games account for 23 to 46% of the decline in work by men aged 21 to 30 during the period of 2000 to 2015 when they studied this. This kind of situation can only be made worse by virtual reality, which by nature is much more immersive than previous media, and which has been shown to have a greater power to influence human emotions. In the future, we might increasingly turn to virtual reality to give us a quick fix of excitement and happiness. But as with the cows in Moscow, this won't change the reality of our lives. Kind of went dreary here. The, the, wow. ar- the article before that, that point was, I, it was depressing. I know. The, hey, if you're listening to this on your morning commute, we're sorry. It's going to be a better day after this. I, I it can't get worse. No, get it's worse. real though. It's real. Sometimes people need the truth. So before, <laughs> they're, they're talking you about to not always bring you the truth though. Okay. <laughs> before that they were talking about, and you, you can tell that the, from what I just talked about, they, they segued into how virtual reality for in video games, TV for people is becoming, it's on the rise because of our miserable lives, I guess um, for some people. Um, and, and they quote different reasons for why people turn to, to TV or video games for an alternate reality so that they can forget the problems that they have. Um, I really don't appreciate the turn that they take here at the end because they just talk about how it's, they frame it from the standpoint of let's take people that are unhappy and it's just going to make them artificially happier by doing X, Y, Z, right? By, by TV, video games, virtual reality. So maybe this is a bad thing. I want to pose a different question. Can we use this for something better? And I'm going to give you one uh, example that I came up with. Now let's see if you guys have any others too. Hospitals. Okay. You got people in hospitals. They're dreary. Let's, let's relate it to a frozen field in Moscow for the cows. It sucks to be in a hospital. Very few people will come out of a hospital and like, I had a great stay. The food was great. The, the housekeeping staff was lovely. Everyone gave me a hug. Like that doesn't happen in a hospital. They're usually not great that's situations. And that's if you pull the doctors. Imagine if you pull the patients. <laughs> um, <laughs> like why, why don't we consider stuff like this virtual reality for patients in those types of scenarios? Let's get that's virtual realities and, and put happy scenes on there. Let's put scenes of like what a healthy lifestyle would look like in there. You're running through a field. You can run you know, the sun beaming on you, like happy stuff. And let's see if we can get some different chemical uh, stimulation, just like these cows to make people a little bit happier, maybe make their stay better, maybe turn things around for the positive. That's my thought. I, I like that idea. I think that's a really good idea. Um, 
and let's 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 propose this with uh, one of our hospitals around here and let's get this going. I, I gotta imagine somebody's doing this already. The you probably think? the biggest the business, biggest expense is obviously getting these uh, um, VR headsets. I would think they're a bit they're a bit expensive, right? But but the government's got enough money. Give them a, have them fund the study and they can they can get this done somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I think would make people in hospitals really happy is to see cows with VR headsets <laughs> <laughs> roaming around. <laughs> <laughs> that would change my mood. Know that your mood, <laughs> my uh, mood. Uh, uh, thank, thank you for bringing this all the way back around to the actual article, Matt. Because that was pretty good. Uh, I feel like we've wandered astray. Um, <laughs> Unlike the cows who are pen or are hemmed in by their fence, but they're happy. they're happy. Yes. <laughs> um, you can't let one of those VR headsets wander wander away. Those are expensive. <laughs> Don't you think these cows wonder or are getting a little confused because they see this like grassy, sunny day, but then their hoofs or paws, whatever they have, are freezing cold in two feet of snow. That, that does seem like it'd probably be a little confusing, but um, I, I'll tell you, these virtual reality things can be very immersive. Do you have one? Uh, I got one for Christmas a couple of years back. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's it's somewhere in my closet right now. Um, but uh, or to Matt's point, like they look down and they're like, "Ooh, green grass to eat," and they go down to eat it, and then they break their tooth on a boulder that's sitting there. Yeah, you know, yeah. It sounds like this isn't foolproof. Hey, one last question for me: <laughs> Are cows colorblind? I kind of figured. I don't know why I think this, but. I figure because I have two dogs and they're colorblind, I figure every animal's colorblind. I know it's probably not true, but colors cattle can see. Unlike human eyes, cows have only two color receptors. Uh, hold they on. do lean towards the green spectrum. Is that right? They're red green colorblind. Hmm. They're red. What? Uh. Cow, cows are cows are red green colorblind, so they can see gray and black, muted versions of yellow and blue. Um. White. Matt, that was a brilliant question, actually. Because I'm going back to this and, and and trying to find how they describe the scene that was put through these VR headsets. Because uh. it did say. Oh yep oh oh. oh. They address this. Um, so it, they showed them a summer environment. It says, as for the particular summer environment they were immersed in, the designers gave it a warm and predominantly red color scheme since studies on cattle vision have shown that cows perceive the red part of the visible spectrum better than others. Interesting. Weird. There you go. Somewhere around the world, just know that there are cows with VR headsets walking around in a snowy landscape. And if that doesn't make you happy, here's something that can make you depressed. Somewhere out there, there's a cow living a virtual life that's better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty depressing. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Whose life is that bad? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. But I mean, these cows look pretty happy in the pictures. I don't know if we can somehow <coughs> link to these cows, but this cow looks pretty happy that I'm looking at. So there's that. Hey, Matt, do you have any articles? Oh, do I? <laughs> so that's maybe no. maybe I'll keep with your trend and do a twofer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> let me let me start off with one article first. Um, so question before I get into this article for you two. Have you guys ever gone to see a movie and had a little piece of a popcorn kernel get stuck in one of your back teeth and the entire movie you're trying to get it out and can't even watch the movie because it's so annoying. I, I still don't know what happens at the end of Cinderella because of that. Good. Sean Sean seems to not eat popcorn, so we'll go off bins. I, I can't say I get distracted so much by what's in my teeth that I like lose sight of what's around me, but yeah, okay, I got it. I got popcorn stuck back there sometimes. Yeah, I'll go with it. Okay, so something similar I can happened. multitask. <laughs> Apparently these two so, kids. <laughs> I thought the duck in my teeth. Oh. So 41-year-old man, Adam Martin was his name, was eating popcorn while watching a movie at home and noticed that a husk got lodged into his tooth. And he got so annoyed by this that he started pulling out different items to try and get this out of his tube. Oh no. Like just whatever he's, he had at hand? It, it sounds like it. And it sounds like he went searching for items also. Okay. Because these Loss. items include Loss. a pin, a pin cap, pin cap, a toothpick, a, tooth a that piece would be of natural. wire, yeah. and a metal nail. What a doofus. How desperate do you have to get to take out a metal nail and put it in your teeth and dig out a little corn popcorn husk? Wow. Adam Martin was that desperate. Now, did anything bad so, happen? Yes. So what happened? Well, so far touch... it's not newsworthy, so something's going to happen here. Right. Yes. Something comes from this. Yes. So... Apparently, your gums are very sensitive. And after doing this, soon after, Martin developed a toothache, but did not go to the dentist. Naturally. And then he developed flu-like symptoms, including <laughs> night sweats, fatigue, and headaches. And popcorn belly. <laughs> that's not true <laughs> not not the last one <laughs> rest them though okay uh so after these symptoms developed it prompted him to go see a doctor where he was diagnosed with a heart murmur turns out doctors determined that martin had endocarditis endocarditis Endocarditis. Nailed it on the second try. Yes. 
Um, and that the infection in his tooth or gums had seriously damaged his heart valves. How Martin underwent a seven hour open heart surgery to replace those damaged valves. How long was, how, how long did he go without going to the dentist? Uh, a time frame was not given. I do not know. Uh, I think it was about two weeks from when his symptoms started to when uh, he was diagnosed and sent to the hospital. Uh, apparently, Ben treated this patient. It was how long, you said? <laughs> about two weeks. <laughs> that quick. Yes. My gosh. Yes. So, so what started as a a small annoyance in a tooth turned into a gum digging extravaganza on Adam's part. And then ultimately leads to an open heart surgery. Good news is Adam is doing well. Oh, wonderful. But he says he will never eat popcorn again. And I think it's because he has no self-control to simple annoyances. <laughs> right. I, I mean, realistically, this is not the popcorn's fault. No, no. There's this no is uh, popcorn here. This is this is one guy who should have known a little better. Yeah. Wow. But worst case scenario. Almost. He didn't die. Worst case scenario. What? Hey, hey. Dr. Palmer. What? Given everything that you've heard, how, how old do you think this guy was? Uh, uh, 22. This was no boy. This was a man age 41. Oh. Right? Do we have any more information on this poor fellow? Uh, he was a firefighter. Oh, my gosh. So he, he saves people lot, people's lives. But was? I imagine he's not firefighting right now. He's probably like relearning how to walk and talk and breathe. He's got through, he's got to go through major cardiac rehabilitation. Oh my this guy goodness. had two major valves in his body replaced and had endocarditis. Like this takes a lot out of you. Could you really, without so, a previous uh, medical history, get endocarditis that bad in two weeks from something entering, entering your gums? I, I mean, you, you want to be, yes, the, the gums, uh, you know, you're not you're not supposed to introduce bacteria directly into your bloodstream. Yeah, yeah, uh, agreed. Quick way to get it right into your heart. Um, that's rough. Wow, that's rough. So, Ben, have you ever seen anyone come in having gum issues that turn into a much deeper um, problem? I guess. Um, and nothing, nothing quite like this. This is pretty impressive. And I got to say the, uh, the physician who took care of this is, is pretty spectacular because one of the things that was noticed, um, was that this guy actually had little black, uh, streaks in his nails, huh. uh, his, his like fingernails and toenails. Uh -huh. Um, and this is, uh, you know, and he kind of put it all together and said, Oh, this is endocarditis. Um, but it's it just kind of reminder to make sure that we're we're looking at the whole person because uh, that's a very common finding with endocarditis is you get these little uh, showers of bacteria that then go out and plug up 
um, the blood vessels in the body and, and you get what are called Janeway lesions in the nails. And so that's what this guy had. And so the doctor was able to put this together and get the guy into the hospital and get him treated right away. Um, but it's, it's wow. really impressive on, on all this putting being put together. So, hmm. um, wow. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've never seen something quite like this, but it, it, it happens. Yeah. See, this is what I love about this podcast and why we do health articles. We went down the road talking about the annoyances of watching Cinderella and not knowing what happens at the end because you have popcorn in your teeth. And we get to learn about Janeway lesions. How about this? Boom. I never knew that term it's before today. I learned Star something. Janeway. What was that? Named after the famous Star Trek Captain Janeway. Ooh. False. I was just checking to see if you know your history. There is a Star Trek Captain Janeway, but the lesions are not named after her. Yeah, was she named after the lesions? Maybe. She was. I may. I, ooh, we may lose some listeners over this. We only have like three or four, but uh, she was my, not a very good. My name means beautiful. My, my <laughs> name means something that's going to kill you. <laughs> exactly Janeway that's rough scary. That's, thank you Matt that's an excellent article what a what a great a lot of PSA on here public service announcements well done in case PSAs are but you know watch out for the syphilis watch out for the popcorn uh, watch out for fire cupping when you have flammable substances all over your body watch out for cows that are wearing VR headsets because they can't see you <laughs> <laughs> or they may eat you because they think you're a giant patch of grass. And if you happen to be a rat, there is help for you if you are an alcoholic. So, thank God. A lot of topics covered. Well, well done, everybody. Um, hey, hopefully you're smarter now. Hopefully you're not as dumb as you were 30 minutes ago. You're welcome. And that concludes another exciting episode <laughs> of the Doc Doc News podcast. <laughs> where, where we certainly are never politically correct, but we are HIPAA compliant. Except in the case of Adam Martin and uh, that other Asian actress that we mentioned their names on the podcast. But that was their own fault because they put it in the news. So I think we're still compliant. We're, we're still HIPAA compliant. Okay. We're just repeating... Words. We have we have signed no agreements with those people, nor well nor with the cows. Their medical history is safe. Well, we'll see you next time. I don't know what's coming up, but it's going to be fun. That's for sure. My name is Sean Palmer. I am Doctor Benjamin Imes, a physician, and now a much smarter person. I am Matt Imes, not a physician, not any smarter <laughs> and maddie is heading out of the country to get hitched maddie congratulations yeah thanks. we would like to say congratulations to you thanks and, thanks and in case uh you know you never you aren't back either you or dr rhymes it's been fun everybody 15 episodes if 16 comes then we're all very blessed or we'll have a new doc and a new goose <laughs> <laughs> Here's that for a teaser for, for next time. Wait to see who next day on the podcast. Who's left? <laughs> it's like Doc Doc Goose Survivor over here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Doc Doc Goose podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a review to help others discover us. 
visit our website at www.ddgpodcast.com to read the show notes, blogs, view videos, and interact with the cast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The DDG Podcast. If you have an Apple device, you can easily access the podcast by saying, Hey Siri, play the Doc Doc News Podcast.